Welcome back to the Big Small Business Show. And in studio with us, we've got Ty Ford. He's the founder of Active 60. They manage exercise and rehabilitation centers. And before the break, we were just trying to find out a little bit more about uh, how, how Ty actually runs the business. So, Ty, you know, for, for me, in these type of businesses, and I just need to state a little bit of authority in the space <laughs> because I, I'm invested in a business mm. that that does uh, something similar, not in the uh, not in the healthcare mm. uh, space or the exercise space, mm. but similar where it manages other uh, environments. Mm. And and the learning from that that um, I've had over the last nine years being involved in that business is is the fact that those businesses don't scale. That's why my question around how what uh, or your economies of scale don't scale uh, as you. Uh, anticipate. So let's just take you through that. Okay. So you've got one property, you've got two properties, you've got three properties, and in each property, you've got a, a team, a small team, maybe small two, team. three yes. people, maybe one person even if it's small mm. enough, that runs that, that property. Mm. And you make a margin on, on that, mm. right, and other services that you add in there. And then you, so at the, at the at, let's call it at the operational level, you've got teams. Mm. So as that scales, yes. that doesn't have economies of scale because you always need that team. Yes. Where the economies of scale, you think they're going to take place is at the head office level, yep. right? But at the head office level, what what's hap- happens is if you start to expand your properties mm-hmm. regionally okay, in different regions, mm-hmm. now you've got all, all of a sudden you've got travel costs, accommodation yes. costs, etc. So you've got um, a, a a property you're managing in the free state. Yeah, um, that's a that's a four or five hour drive. Yeah, that's a, hot, uh, a hotel. Hotels. That, that's uh, you know the, the the petrol and all those other other costs. So if you are ex- expanding, if you're scaling, and you're not scaling within region, mm-hmm. you have all of a sudden you have these other costs that you didn't yeah. anticipate. So so that's the first thing to okay. to watch out for. So so where I go with this is. I call it the concept of a unit, right? Mm-hmm. The unit is what's the unit, okay? And in the case of your type of business, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the, the case of the two units and how that works. So I think the unit of the perfect, uh, the perfect gym environment or health center environment is what is, you have to say it's a thousand square meters yeah. or it's a, I don't know what the number is, 600 square meters, whatever the number is. Yeah. That's the ideal unit ideal for unit. me, right? Okay. Because in that, I can have two people managing instead of three. Because mm. if it was 1,500, I'd need three people or I'd need mm. two shifts or whatever the case may okay. be. So what's the size of the unit? What is the ideal number of, of clients? Now, now another client is the corporate, but mm. is it how many people need to be coming through? Because if you're mm. sitting with a 600 uh, square meter environment and you've got... 12 floors above you, mm. it's going to be busy all the time. Lots yes. are going to break. Mm. But if if it's maybe three or four floors, mm. it's not so many people. And so equipment doesn't break, so less management time. Yes. So you have to get to the point of what's the ideal okay. um, client in the sense of how, how many people in that building that okay. you're servicing. Okay. What is that? Then uh, we spoke about the staff. And then the, the type of equipment. So the age of equipment, my guess is that you are inheriting 
the equipment in, to, to a large yes, extent. in most cases, yeah. So, so now if you come into, let's say, just to be extreme, mm. if you inherit a, a gym environment where the equipment's from uh, 1943, <laughs> okay, and the rust doesn't work, yeah. the kind of management and looking for parts, etc. there's a huge amount of yes. effort in, the, in that kind. Mm. Whereas if you, on the other end of the extreme, mm. if you inherit a, a, a gym that's got equipment from, it's 2022, mm. you've got a different, yes. it's a different experience. Yeah. It's not, not going to break. A lot more time here, a lot less time here. Yes. So when you're assessing mm. your environment, you're saying, you're saying, okay, I'm looking for, what is the unit I'm looking for? Is it between six, I'm making these numbers up, yes. you have to work this out, yeah. six and a th- 600,000 squares. Mm. If the equipment is no older than five years. Mm. The amount of people that are, this gym is, Mm. servicing is no more than three floors mm. or, or four floors okay. or 500 people, whatever the case may mm. be. And here's, here's an important thing that it's within a reach of where my so-called head office is mm. that I can manage it effectively okay. from, from the, 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 head of, the head office environment and, okay. and there's no additional costs. Yes. So, so to me, the, coming back to the strategy of sustainability, I'm going to sustainability before I come to ESD, mm. which I've got oh, it's just been a little bit of time. Okay. On, is that rather have a concentrated view mm. up front than a dispar- dispersed. Now, yes. when we're starting out, if some guy now in, in <laughs> Cape Town or Pofada mm. says to you, come manage, you're going to get on a plane or you're going to go there because we're desperate mm. for the work. Yeah. And what I'm, I'm maybe imploring for you to do is not do that because mm. the cost of that yes. is, is going to make you unsustainable. Mm. You'll have the turnover yeah. but you, and you might have the portfolio fees and when somebody like me asks you how many environments mm. you've got, you can say I've got three or five or ten or thirty yes. but you will only know that it's held to manage the thirty all over the place. Yes. So rather go into concentration. Once you've got that, you start to get into a sustainable model. Okay. And once you've got to go into the sustainable model, then it's about approaching the, those very corporates that you are in and mm. saying, well, why don't we use this as an environment for an ESD or for a supply okay. development concept? Because to your point, mm. you know, if, if they're just going to give you money and it's just going to pour out, and it's just, mm. then, then you're effectively a charity. You're not a business. A business. Yeah. Okay. So it's about getting that unit right mm. before. That, that, that to me is the, the ultimate. And we go as far as how much parking, how, how close to an airport, um, how close to a McDonald's. Okay. Uh, well, in your environment, that would not be good. <laughs> but like, but etc. So we look at it more and more. Uh, uh, there's a, literally a checklist mm. with waiting. That okay. we, so when we look at a building, mm. we'll say, okay, Number one, it's got this. It doesn't have yes. this. Out of ten, it's five. It okay. does, etc. And that's got a waiting here. Okay. And then there is a score, and we've got a threshold score. Okay. And so when we go in there, we say, okay, that that mm. that is it meets it meets the criteria. It doesn't meet the okay. criteria. Okay. And so if it doesn't meet the criteria, it's the courage to say no. No. Yes. And and here's the other thing: we don't get it right all the time, and neither will you. Yeah. But when you get it wrong, have the courage to let that property go. Mm. Okay. Have the courage to let the <laughs> property go, okay? Because the only person who's winning then is the client. Yes. Okay, and you're then paying for that. Mm. And then go back to the scorecard. So what did I get wrong mm. in, in, in assessing this? 
Okay. Uh, I, I, I missed that. Now add that line item and so now you re okay. recalibrate and that becomes the unit that you then build. And then after that, of course, it's go, go and knock on doors and, knock and look for mm. that specific thing. Okay. It's about the quality of your assets. It's not about the quantity. Mm. All right. Oh, Thanks for that. Okay. Uh, Up next is our new series around HR issues. Well, we're starting a brand new series on HR for growing small businesses. And in studio with us, we've got Heinrich Marx. He's an HR specialist specializing in small and medium enterprises or small and medium businesses. Welcome to the Big Small Business Show. Thanks so much for having me along. Great. So let's start off today by talking about HR and what is HR, human resources, but what, what is the the borders, where does it start and when, where does it end? Alon, I think the simplest answer for me is that HR is not what we generally perceive it. And we generally perceive it to be moaning in the business, unhappiness in the business and administration, I think is the common realms that people generally go to when they think human resources. I think the best way to think about human resources is an enabler of strategy. It's about where are we going as an organization, what do we want to achieve, and how do we leverage what we have from a people perspective in order to achieve that. Very broad, I know, but I think that's the overarching what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and it becomes the administration, the understanding what the people issues are, resolving those issues, etc. But all done to ensure that we can achieve the strategy that we set out as a business to achieve. I think that's a great uh, uh, frame that it's a strategy enabler versus just a cost center of dealing with moaning people. Mm. And within that, it would deal with culture as well? Yeah. Um, depending on the organization, some organizations split culture out. You'll typically get that with your larger organization and that will have its own home. But in many organizations, human resources is the keeper of your organizational culture. Payroll, recruitment. Yes, <laughs> topics I know well. Um, but those are key components, obviously, to understanding what the HR journey is and making sure that the company runs effectively. So, so now we go to the, you spoke about the administrative side. I see a lot of small businesses falling down because they don't get the, the admin right, they don't get the employment contracts right, they they don't register with the, the right uh, uh, organizations, etc. Also very important. Mm. It's critical, really. You know, and what I find more often than not is the prospect of putting it together becomes so daunting that people resist to do it in, an, in its entirety. It sounds like one of those things that like, oh, wait, I need a qualification to do this. I need experience to do this. This is heavy. There's a lot of legislation and sections that come into play. Um, and that's quite daunting, I think, for most people. Um, my reality is that, and I always say to entrepreneurs and small business owners, the simpler you can start, the better. Even if it's something framing how we work as the organization becomes the footprint for, for example, your human resources manual. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be intricate. And there's actually a huge amount of resources online that we can leverage from, making it very accessible to really every single entrepreneur. 
So that's all we've got time for to today. We'll be right back straight after this.